I'd like to welcome everybody this morning. Uh, as always, it's good to be in the Lord's house this morning. Uh, we've enjoyed the fellowship, and uh, we've enjoyed being here already today. Just uh, fellowshipping and uh, listening to some people talk about some scriptures, and uh, it's just already been a good day to be here. We appreciate our children, and uh, just looking forward to a great day. And if, uh, if you don't know the Lord this morning, I pray you don't leave until you do. Uh, the Lord's been calling a lot of people. Been seeing people move, and uh, I'm confident that's going to be here again today. And we just all just uh, get in and pray and do our part, and uh, we can see some great things this morning. I'll mess Brother Levi to dismiss the Sunday school.
Good morning. <clears throat> like, like Ryan said, it's good to be here already. Uh, and like I always say when I get up here, I desire your prayers. Uh, this is a good lesson. Just like last week, it's a, it's a story that everybody knows. Uh, them little kids that was up here singing could probably tell you this story better than I can. That makes it one of them hard ones to teach, like Blaine said last week. Um, <clears throat> as with any other place in the Bible, there's more to this story than what jumps out and meets the eye. Um, one thing that, that stood out to me, I don't know why it stood out, but I'll just go ahead and mention it now. Um, the king, at, that, at this time when Daniel was thrown in the lion's den, was Darius. Um, and it stood out to me that kind of along the similar, similar lines as, as Pilate was when Jesus was on the stand, Darius didn't want to do this. He tried to figure out every way he could to get Daniel free of these charges. But just like it's been since the beginning of time, the rulers tend to have to bow down to the people's desires or else they ain't going to be rulers very long. Uh, <clears throat> and I thought about that concerning our own day and age this, this time. Um, I don't know, honestly, if we've got any people in Washington, D.C. that really know and fear the Lord or not. But if they do, they can't defy the people or they won't be in Washington, D.C. very long. Uh, which is the biggest reason why this world's in the state it's in. Uh, the people don't want to follow the Lord. And the rulers can't, can't correct that uh, if they want to stay rulers. But that's just kind of one of them things that jumped out to me in this lesson. Uh, the lesson is in Daniel chapter 6, and it jumps around a little bit. Uh, our actual lesson jumps from verse 10 and 11, and then it does 14, and then 16, and then 19 to 23, and then finishes off with 26 and 27. This hits the highlights, I guess you could say. Uh, but we'll go ahead and read some of this. and uh, Chapter... 6 verse 10 says now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime uh, if we go back just a little bit uh, if you go back to uh, chapter 5 or verse 5, I mean, chapter 6, verse 5. <clears throat> it's talking about the, the presidents and the princes of that, of that time. It said, and then these men, then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. They were trying to tear Daniel down, just like the world has been ever since the beginning, trying to get rid of God. 
Um, but they, they did everything they could to try to knock Daniel down and make him look bad in front of the king, and they couldn't do it. So they assembled themselves together, and they went before the king, and I'll just put it in my own words, and they convinced the king to sign a decree that for 30 days or whatever it was, yeah, 30 days, uh, nobody could ask any favor from any god or any person except the king. Uh, and that's where this picks up. Uh, the king established the decree and he signed the writing that it could not be changed. And then in our verse we just read, it says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, I believe Daniel was there when the king signed that. He was one of the princes and presidents. He fit into that group. He had a high seat in the, in the council. Uh, but knowing that that writing was signed and what it meant, he went straight back to his room and he prayed to God. Uh, he didn't let that uh, man-made law supersede what he knew to be right in his heart. I thought last week when Blaine got done teaching and he'd done such a good job on that story last week and as uh, soon as Sunday school was over, I got in this book that they give us and I looked through here and I said, what am I going to have to teach next week? And when I seen this story, uh, the first thing that popped in my head was, how am I going to do that? It's the same story Blaine just taught, but it's not. Uh, I got home. And I got to praying about it. <clears throat> and uh, God said, if it was the same story, I wouldn't have put it in there twice. It's there for a reason. Uh, and, there, and it's there for a different reason than what last week's lesson was. Uh, and I hope God will let me get to that. Uh, I, I, I've got a starting spot. That's about all I can say. Um, but... Like I say, these guys went in to the king and they tried to, to trick the king just like they did with the, the three Hebrew children last week. They, they convinced the king to do something that they knew was going to cause Daniel to fail. And uh, I wrote down here the, the world's been trying to shut down the church from the, from the beginning. And they still are. Uh, the world, uh, somewhere in the Bible, I can't remember now right where it's at, but somewhere in the Bible it says something along the lines of the, the sinners love the darkness because they can hide their sin, uh, something that, like that, and they, and they hate the light because it shows what they are what they're got in their heart. Uh, the church is the light. Jesus is the light, and it, it shines through the church, and it condemns the heart of man. So therefore, they don't like it. They want, they want it to go away so that they can do whatever the all the worldly things they want to do with no condemnation about it. Uh, now, I believe, I don't believe they would ever do that. Uh, they could never get away, with, get, get rid of God, for one thing. Even if they got rid of the church, they'd still have God's condemnation in their heart. But, that's not what I was trying to get to. Um, <clears throat> anyway, we'll go back here. Verse 11. 
It says, then, then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and make, making supplication before his God. Uh, these kings and or princes and, and presidents that, that went before the king and had this decree signed. Uh, by the way, this is said, worded, I believe them men left that courtroom and probably went somewhere secret and got back together and said, now let's go sneak over to Daniel's house and see what he's up to. I think they knew what he was going to be up to. And they knew that if a bunch of them got together and witnessed it, there wouldn't be no argument to it. It wasn't just one fellow that went over there and peeked through the window and seen Daniel praying. Said these men assembled. They got together on a purpose. And the purpose was to take Daniel down. Uh, then they went and told the king. And the, and the verse, the, the lesson jumps down to verse 14. It says, then, then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Uh, and this is where I see... This is where I see Pilate in this. When the king heard that Daniel had done this, he was displeased with himself for letting himself get tricked into making this phony law that would trap Daniel in his place. Uh, and, and Pilate wasn't happy about getting put in the place he was with Jesus. He didn't want that position. He didn't like that position. And the best he could do was wash his hands and say, this, isn't, this man's not guilty. But he couldn't stop the will of the people. And the king here knew that he had done messed up and he had to follow through with it. Uh, there's a couple different places in the, in the Bible here, not in this lesson, where it talks about the laws of the, uh, the Medes and the Persians. And that is that no decree or statute that the king establishes may be changed even by the king. Uh, and these guys that talked the king into making this law knew that, and they kept telling him that. You can't change it because that's against the rules. It, that's against our heritage. Uh, so they kept making sure the king was aware that you, you can't back out of this now that you caught him. Uh, so verse 16 goes on and says, then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Uh, there's no evidence that I know of that Darius was, was saved or, or knew God whatsoever. But he knew Daniel uh, and I believe he knew Daniel well enough to know that Daniel's God had something that all of his gods didn't have. Uh, Daniel, like Blaine taught last week, Daniel and these guys was brought out of, out of uh, Israel, brought captive into uh, Babylon when they were just kids, teenagers maybe. I don't know exactly how old they were. But uh, from what I looked up, it said that when Daniel was thrown in the lion's den, the scholars kind of tend to agree that he was somewhere in the neighborhood of, of his 80s. 
I'm not sure exactly how old he was, but regardless, 60 or 70 years in captivity, your captive's going to know you pretty well. And uh, even though the king had changed several times over Daniel's life in Babylon, uh, he always found favor with the king because that's what God wanted him to do. That's where God put him. Um, we've, we've, we are in situations sometimes that might not be ideal to what we would like to have in life. Uh, but sometimes that's where we need to be to be able to help somebody. Uh, I've thought a lot of times about uh, people that go through various hardships uh, I'm <clears throat> not uh, not going to be specific about it because I just couldn't pick one out but a lot of times you know somebody uh, be in the hospital seem like on their deathbed that's been a good person and, and lived for the Lord all their life and you wonder why well for one thing we're all going to face that that ending at some place we're all going to die uh, but for another thing it might be that somebody that works in that hospital needs to know the Lord and that that's the only way somebody's going to get to him is to be that bad a shape and still praising God I don't know these things that's that's beyond my need to know uh, but we can't we can't understand God's ways of doing things it's above our thinking but for Daniel to be in captivity for that many years there was obviously a reason God wanted him to be there to help somebody and he might have helped a whole lot of people along the way I don't know the Bible doesn't say that but I know he made an impression on Darius because Darius said thy God whom thou servest continually he will deliver thee Darius had to have seen something in Daniel to make him believe that that was possible or he wouldn't have said it. Uh, anybody else got any thoughts on it, what we're, where we're at so far? God and let the world know 
that we're serving God, even when things are attacking us. Right. That's absolutely right. Yeah, and I never even thought about that, but you're right. It, it doesn't say anywhere in this lesson that Daniel spoke a word until Darius called down to him and asked him if his God had rescued him. Uh, he just lived by example. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, then it uh, jumps on down here to Verse 19, uh, I don't know exactly, I don't know exactly how they put Daniel in the lion's den. Um, from reading over the, the text, it kind of seems like uh, that there was a hole that they lowered him down through. Uh, I don't know that, but uh, that's what it sounds like to me because it says in the Bible here it says uh, a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den so it kind of seems like the mouth of the den must have been facing upward that they'd be able to lay a stone over top of it to close it up and uh, you know I can't I can't imagine regardless of whether it was they lowered him down on a rope or something or whether they opened a door and shoved him in through the door however however it happened i can't imagine the fear of knowing that them lions were hungry and what they had the capability of doing to a man uh you know there's a there's a million ways to die in the world and some of the ways that uh, some of the saints died in the Bible has got to be some of the, the, the most horrible things to go through. And last week, Blaine talked about them guys being put in a furnace. Uh, I can't think of a worse death than being burnt. I really can't. If there was anything close, it'd probably be getting shoved into a lion's den and getting tore apart while you're still alive. Uh, I cannot imagine the kind of fear that Daniel must have had as he was on his way in there, uh, maybe not really being 100% sure whether or not God was going to take him home or whether he was going to save him. Uh, I know my own life personally, uh, I try to look at life and I don't I, I fail a lot but but I try 
to look at life in this aspect. God has given me everything I've got. And the Bible tells me I ought to be content with that. I don't need anything more. God saved my soul when I was 11 years old. I don't need anything more than that. And when it's my time to go, it doesn't matter how I go, it'll be a happy exchange. I've got a better place to go. Um, and there's no doubt in my mind, uh, Daniel was more devout than I've ever been. Uh, I can't remember a time when I prayed three times a day. Um, I'm probably doing good if I pray twice a day, if that, or once a day even sometimes. Uh, but as devout as Daniel was, I can't imagine how, how scared he was not knowing what's going to happen when I get in there. Um, I watched a movie about it a while back, and of course, you, you can read this whole chapter, and it doesn't tell you anything about Daniel's actual time in the lion's den. So, so all we know is that he went in there, God shut the lion's mouth, and he came out without a scratch. But this movie uh, that I watched about this, he, uh, they put him in there, and he was scared to death, and he got himself back in a corner, and these lions was all prowling right there, ready to get him. And he started praying, and the first lion that got to him just licked him and then laid down. And then all of them just laid down, and he sat there in that corner and slept for the night. Now, like I said, the Bible don't tell us what happened while he was in there. But I can't say that ain't the way it went, because God shut the lion's mouth. Uh, whether or not them lions was prowling all night, growling at him, and keeping him scared all night, or whether they just went on the other side of the cave and went to sleep and left him alone. I don't know. Uh, but I know that when the king came down there in the morning, verse 19 says, Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, Servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? Uh, in verse 16, Darius said, Thy God will deliver thee. Then in verse 20, he said, Is your God able to deliver thee? He, he had a little lapse in faith. I think in I think early in the in the sixteenth verse he wanted to believe that Daniel was going to be okay, but he wasn't sure. Um, I don't think he really trusted that God could do what Daniel would have said he could do. Um, but then the first time Daniel speaks in this lesson is verse twenty one, and Daniel said unto the king, O king, live forever. This is an eye-opener to me when I was reading this and, and praying about it, trying to uh, 
get some direction from God, this was, this was what stuck out in my mind. When Daniel, when Daniel was in the lion's den and the king come and hollered and asked him was he okay and the first thing Daniel said was, O king, live forever. Then he said, My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me for as much as before him innocency was found in me and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Daniel, unlike most of us probably, wasn't upset with the king for putting him in there. He didn't have a grudge at all against the king or, or anybody else. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures kind of fits with this because if that was me, and God shut the lion's mouth and they brought me up out of there, I'd be fighting mad probably at the, at the people that put me in there. I'd want some, I'd want some re revenge. But Romans 12, 19 says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Daniel didn't need to come out of there angry or, or vengeful. He just needed to come out of there thankful. And that's what he done. He was thankful to God for shutting the lion's mouth. He was thankful for, to the king for coming to check on him first thing in the morning and getting him out of there. Uh, and God got the last word. Verse 23 said, Then the king was exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. Uh, that's the best we can do in this life is believe in our God. Uh, we've got we've got it good here I, I believe this country is probably uh, the best country for a Christian to live in anywhere in the world there's there's people all over the world that's being persecuted as we speak for being Christians being killed being put in prison by horrible things But the best we can all do, even those people that are in them bad places, the best any of us can do is believe in God and his ability to see us through it. Uh, we, can, we, can be in, we can be in a bad position if we look at things in a, uh, in a natural way. Uh, we could be in a real bad spot. And God could come through and make the outcome completely different than what we see coming. Uh, I've seen it happen. Uh, God's able to do things that, that confounds the human mind. Uh, 
I don't know, but I believe probably Darius was confounded when Daniel answered him back from the lion's den and said, O king, live forever. I'd kind of like to know what his immediate reaction was other than telling him to get him up out of there because it would be interesting to know what kind of impact just Daniel's response from the lion's den had on him. But if we go on down here, verse 26, after, the, after that was over, uh, Darius talking says, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever, and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth, and he works, worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. It makes me sad that the world can see the power of God to this extent. To, to where Darius could see that Daniel served the one true and living God. And he knew, he said right there, his kingdom shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall be even unto the end. But yet not accept what God had to offer him. Now I don't know if Darius ever got saved or not. I didn't read anywhere where he did. Um, but we all, I'm sure we've all seen people that you could just see in their face and their, and their movements and their actions that they saw the power of God and they knew what it meant and they turned around and walked away from it. Uh, I, don't, I don't understand I guess there's no way I could understand because I didn't. When I saw the power of God, I took advantage of it, took what he had to offer. Uh, best thing I ever did. But uh, anybody else got anything? I'm, I'm pretty well done. What, what really, really impressed me in this lesson, though, was that, that Daniel didn't hold a grudge against anybody. Ill will toward our fellow man is not going to help him get saved. And that's what we're here for. Our job uh, as God's children is to, is to show other people the way to get saved. Lead other people to the Lord. And if we've got a, if we've got a problem with somebody or, or a grudge against somebody for whatever reason... The Bible tells us exactly how to handle it. And it doesn't say we should get revenge or we should be mad at somebody forever. It tells us to let it go. Let God take care of it. Go to them and ask them to forgive you, even if you wasn't the one in the wrong. Uh, in this 
in this lesson, Daniel didn't do anything wrong in, in God's eyes. Uh, Daniel said when they pulled him up out of there, he said, for as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. He hadn't done nothing to nobody uh, to give him any reason to put him in that lion's den. The king was tricked into making a decree, but Daniel didn't do anything to deserve the way he was treated. But even so, he come out and said, O king, live forever. Anybody else got anything? Rejoice about it, but nothing like. 
Anybody else got anything? That's good. That's good. I've never, I've never, uh, never found a time when God put it on my heart to go pray that it made anything worse. <laughs> if God put it on my heart to pray and I don't, then things might get a little worse. But as long as I as long as I pray whenever God gives me opportunity to pray. You know, it ain't every time we kneel down here that we can get in touch. Uh, there's There's been quite a few times that I've knelt down and tried hard to get a hold of heaven and just wasn't nothing there. And that's my fault. But when God lets us get a hold of heaven and pray right out of the depths of our heart, that's, uh, there ain't nothing better in this world. <laughs> 